1: Welcome to another edition of I'm Sorry I'll Read It Again, which features Tim Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Ken, the Bilotti. Well, don't let's hang about. We've got three and a half jokes to crack in 30 minutes. Here's the first one and a half John Otto Cleese. Oh, no, it's I'm Sorry I'll Read That Again, Mother. Again. most formidable and desolate regions, where mile upon mile of sand is darkened only by the black ooze of oil. The British beaches. (laughs) The Arabian Desert. Oh! It is 358 miles from Cairo to Tel Aviv, 275 miles from Tel Aviv to Tashkent, and 58 miles from London to Oxford, and six foot four from John Cleese's head to his toes. But that doesn't make him a better person. And if Bill Audie and Tim Rook Taylor were laid end to end, I shouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Uh, And tomorrow I will go to the doctor. Our team were based at C.D. Ben Turpin. (laughs) It's the city of a thousand delights and a population of a quarter of a million. So there aren't enough to go around. (laughs) We spend an evening at a nightclub watching exotic local dancers. Attention listeners. Here is a cold meat joke warning. (laughs) A cold meat joke follows. Look, the exotic dancers dressed only in slices of cold meat, and she's dropping them one by one. Yes, yes, it's the dance of the seven (laughs) veals. Danced by salami. She's an old ham. (laughs) The city has been pretty out of touch for a long time, which is why their jokes are so old. We stayed only one night in the only hotel, typically primitive with hot and cold typhoid in all rooms. It had advertised bed and board. In fact, we slept on the board as the bed had run away the previous week. Next morning, we breakfasted on the rich local food, uh, which kept us going for the rest of the day. Then on and on we trekked. Over these scorching deserts, till at last we came to an incredibly lonely spot.
2: Oh, I'm lonely.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Spot. <clears throat> the dog told us we were nearing civilization. You we were nearing civilization. Soon we reached the oil riggers' camp at Elastic. It is an oilman's... It is an oilman's loneliest fate to be sent for a stretch in Elastic. <laughs> we knew we had arrived when we caught sight of a gigantic Derek. Hello, I'm Derek. Welcome Tell me exactly what is the setup here? Well, we've got 15 men working in shifts. And very pretty they look. Isn't Uh, isn't this a very lonely job? No, no, no. I'm used to loneliness. I used to be a lighthouse keeper till one day I ran up the stairs too quickly and screwed myself into the roof. men out here together for 15 months and and, and no women at all. Uh, Doesn't this worry you? Yes, yes. Two babies were born last week. I I know this is a British firm dedicated to exploiting underdeveloped countries, uh, but you must come across the natives now and again. Do you, in fact, have any local relations? No, not at first, but I have three daughters now. No, 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 no. no, no. I see what you mean. Well, the, uh, the local Sheikh Ahmed. Ahmed? Ahmed to the teeth pops in to stare at the white man's magic oil machines, you understand, but we keep the peace with him by making some simple primitive bargain. Like? Like we, uh, we give him 50,000 guildhead edged shares and he promises not to blow us up. Hmm. The foreman then showed me around the camp. Uh, these are the men's dormitories. As you can see, the bunks are in tears.
3: <laughs>
1: and uh, here is the game room. The men play table tennis and darts. And when they get bored, they play table tennis with darts. <laughs> Finally, the chief engineer explains some of the technicalities of oil drilling. Of course, you know, when the oil comes out of the ground, it's pretty filthy. I've got some here in this tin. This is crude oil. <laughs> but, uh, but it goes through many processes until finally you get oil like this here in this tin, which is now refined. <coughs> oh, I do beg your pardon. Here's the drill machine itself. Switch it on and it starts drilling. Now, the men work six hours at a shift and usually finish their stint by singing the traditional oil song. Yes. Oil. Now, me seeing you. Yeah. Oil. It, it's a rather dangerous well, work. <laughs> Say that again. Well, <laughs> when the drill's going up and down and chain's flying like this, you've got to keep 100% concentration One tiny lapse and it could be absolutely fatal. <laughs> prepare to leave the oil riggers of El Astic. They work away here in Hope day after day, but even as we left, we heard the sound of a strike. (laughs) So here, 5,000 miles from England, British industry is functioning just as it does at home. Next week, as the second of our studies on lonely jobs, we meet the man with the loneliest job in the world, the Prime Minister's Public Relations Officer. (laughs) I've been to see you for a long time.
0: Well, well, I've been ill.
1: Oh. Yeah, I hope you're better now. Oh
0: yes, I am.
1: Thank you. Then get out and stop wasting my time.
0: You see, I'm, I'm very worried because I'm ever getting very fat. Hmm.
1: Yes, yes. Look at that tummy. Looks as though it'd burst if I stuck a pin in it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, worth trying. Oh, it was worth trying. Can you see your feet? No, I can't. Well, you're lucky. One's on back to front.
2: Oh. Oh, I wondered why I was going round in circles. Uh, no. Uh, you
1: are fat, yeah. dear me. Look at this mirror. Ah. Oh, gave you a shot, didn't yeah. it? Well, oh, it's a distorting mirror. It makes it from Battersea funfair. Uh, come on, then. Get on the scales. I... What? Ah. It's a your weight machine, now. know.
0: Why didn't you tell me my weight, then?
1: It's got laryngitis. Oh. Uh, give me the card. you oh. are. Oh, I'll never believe this. What? You are tall and slim and sexy. Be ready for romantic involvement. Oh, oh, oh. Right, take your clothes off. What? I want to examine you. What did you think I meant? Well,
0: you see, you said romantic involvement. With now me? I'm... No, 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 no. Well, why
1: not? I'm extremely handsome.
0: Oh. And I'm a doctor. Oh. Not
1: like you. Fatty. I'm not fatty. I'm not. Why are you here, then? Well, well Because it's you're fat. No, I'm not. You're I'm I'm not, fat, please.
2: Oh, don't laugh. Don't laugh. <laughs> oh, stomach up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, wobbly drawers. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite unforgivable. I do apologize. Uh, now, where were we? Bunter.
2: I want to lose weight.
1: Oh, no. Well, really? Well, would you like to lose 14 pounds of unsightly fat? Yes, I would. Okay, I'll cut your head off.
0: No! Uh,
2: good Now, uh, how
0: have you been eating? Well, I just put the food in my mouth and swallow it.
1: <laughs> That's uh, some sort of joke. No,
0: no. Uh, do you eat
1: sweets? No, no. Good. I hate sharing. <laughs> Ah, delicious. Now,
0: um,
1: pass me that little book. Hey, now, well. this little booklet is going to be your diet. You eat two pages a day uh, without butter, right?
0: Won't be enough.
1: Uh, do you realize I've got to do something to stop you eating? Yes, I do. So I'm going to knock all your teeth out. No! There, that's help. Is that all, Doctor? No. <laughs> now, before you go, I'm
0: going to
1: give you a jab. An injection? No, just a jab. Oh! Did that hurt? Yes. That true. I don't go to karate classes for nothing. <laughs> ah, right. Well, uh, then, you just uh, get rid of that pod, and in two weeks, I want you to be too small for that nice suit. Then I can have it. Cheer up. You've lost ten pounds already.
3: I
2: haven't.
1: You haven't seen my bill yet. <laughs> How about Monday at 4.30 is a land rich in folktale and fable. The legends of Dick Whittington, Lady Godiva, Robin Hood, Giants, Lady Godiva, Wishing Wells, Lady Godiva, Goblins, and so on. And not, of course, forgetting Lady Godiva. The whole country is steeped in ancient romance, and it is hard to walk across an ordinary meadow without stepping into some little bit of history. So, come back with us now to England in the Middle Ages, when all these ancient tales and legends actually happened. the old nag inn near Coventry, the locals are relaxing after a hard day's work.
2: <laughs> Bonnie, Sir England,
3: I...
0: I've, I've heard it's how you've been having a spot of trouble with the goblins down at Long Mile Bottom. I you do, Mr. Shrews. He's then been a curdling the milk and stopping the engine of laying. There, ah, they
1: do be troublesome new goblins, but as we all country folk do say... Sun doth rise upon St. Lamacy before the cows come home to milking, and sheep lie down too in the shade of an old, old blackthorn tree when the raw be in blossom. Pay no attention.
0: Ah, ah, when, you, when you, you know, they do say as how the best way to get rid of goblins is by means of an old charm or spell dating right back to the seventh century. Well, how, how do it we go? Well, a bit like this Goblin be snuffed, goblin be puffed. Goblin, no oh, goblin, why don't he get. Ah, Hang on, hang on. Who's this are coming? Why, it is Tim, the peddler of swapping. I'm
3: holding Jerry, I've got it here. With uh, a head of Jerry,
0: the They do say as though he's in league with the fairies. Shouldn't be a bit surprised.
3: Ah,
2: Pim- 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 oh goodness, I'm exhausted.
1: I've been peddling
2: all over the shower today. Yeah, oh,
1: I know. It's no fun being a peddler. I must have peddled fifty leagues today, and
2: the capital The handlebars
1: fell off. Handlebars, that part of this strange machine you, are riding. That's right. Well, well, this is a weird contraption enormous no mistake. evil England. No, I've just invented it. Oh, what do you call it? It's a telephone.
3: Oh, ah,
1: I've
2: heard of this from my cousin Simon. But your cousin Simon? He's in Edinburgh. I know,
1: but he racked me up in the bicycle.
2: Ah. Oh, good evening, Mr. Tim, sir. Oh, hello, Mistress Rosie. I'll have a maiden tonic, please. Oh, and drinks for everyone else on me. Money is no object. Why, Mr. Tim, this is a change. For half
0: tis twelve o'clock, and tis candle, must Oh. And they say that at this time on this particular night, at this very spot, there do be the sound of strange music, and a weird figure do appear.
2: And steer his fish. You mean he's going to
1: take his place? Yeah. But if Lord Leofric takes over, he'll tax on everything and ruin us all.
2: we have be done for. Oh, no, oh, dear, oh, dear.
1: And even as the news reaches the villagers, Lord Leafric the Light Fingered sits in his gloomy castle, plotting and counting his money. <laughs>
0: And powerful, beyond my wildest dreams, and I have pretty wild bits. Only one man stands in my way, the Earl of Coventry,
2: but I shall succeed him.
3: My <laughs> only
2: mention is to explain.
0: John. Some... News for you? News? Yes, we have Bad news, news concerning... A certain nobleman... Of Coventry. Coventry. Who has met with a... a slight accident... If you... Take our... Meaning. Exactly. Most... <laughs> regrettable, Unfortunate. Precisely. And that is all? The news? That is all the news. Excellent. And now... And look at the <laughs> weather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> at last, I am the Earl of
0: Coventry. I shall squeeze every penny out of those miserable pets. Lord, what are you doing? That this is my beautiful wife, Lady Godiva, by way of explanation. Leofric,
2: I heard what you said through the keyhole.
0: Cursed! I knew I shouldn't have said it through the keyhole. Leofric,
2: you can't take all that money from the peasant. Yes, I can. There is to be a new levy. What's wrong with the old one? There will be a new levy if I say so. I was just discussing it with my privy counsellor. It's inhuman. I forbid it. And you do not do what I ask to shall ride through the streets of Coventry without my clothes. Now, I'll say that you're beaten.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, say something. Don't just stand there. I can't bear it. Oh, yes, you yes, can.
1: Yes. And so, next morning, the town crier announced Lady Godiva's promise.
2: Lady, but I, I, will this day ride through the streets of Coventry. Absolutely, utterly in the streets of Coventry. Absolutely, without, without, absolutely, absolutely nude evening. <laughs> It is forbidden even for anyone to look at her as she rides past absolutely in the afternoon. Hello? Oh, yay!
1: Yes. Oh, yeah! Oh, all right. In the old nagging, the villagers discuss the news.
0: Well, all I can say is Tis a brave thing Lady Godiva is doing. To a brave and selfless act and no mistake. And if she don't get away with Lord Leofric, I only hope she goes on doing it every day, twice on Saturday, three uh, times on Sunday. True, and, true, but what about the taxes? No, you get a better view from the top of the bus. <laughs> oh, oh, you meant that kind of taxes? Why, if I'm going to be able to pay them, I shall have to sell the old cow. And here she is.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, here is an important announcement. The old cow, and here she is, is the sort of remark which usually precedes the entrance of Lady Constance to cover Unfortunately, this week she is unable to be with us, but we shall carry on without her nonetheless, and we hope that her absence will not too sadly be felt. Thank you.
0: If I don't get enough money for the old cow, well, I'll just have to sell the old pig.
1: Constance the Weird Witch of We weren't expecting you. You got here just in time. We're desperate. Well,
3: I'm your cattle? As
1: usual, we don't know what to do. Oh,
2: don't worry. As usual, I'll think of something.
1: And so the villagers told Constance the Witch of Lord Leopold's wickedness and Lady Godiva's plan to ride through the street. Oh,
2: the poor girl, she cannot do that. No, no, we must, must stop her. Ah.
1: Surgery.
2: I'm a common assistant. Uh, uh, wet, 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 wet. Come to me, come, wimbling the pets. Oh, I do beg your pardon. Must have been the cottage pie.
0: In the woods, mom, with a high-hole dairy and a dingley dough, tickle me mushrooms and chase me round the fairy maid. Shut up, Grimsley. <laughs> You'll be the first woodman to get her, haven't you? I'm
2: will have just as I thought. Your pictures are all the same. Thanks, man! man. Give her half a chance, and the girl does not say. So I'm getting a free chance. <laughs> but now I want you to help me change places with later goodbye. Yeah. Mom, here
1: we go. He made a magic gesture, and in a flash, <laughs> Constance the Witch vanished, and in her place stood Lady Godiva. Oh, where
2: am I? I was in the box Oh, there's lots of warm feeling in the bar. <laughs> Lady
1: Godiva, why you're all wet and shivering. You must be cold. Here, borrow my gloves. Ah. In my gloves <laughs> eh? and so next morning Constance the Witch rode through the streets of Coventry and according to the orders of Lord Leofric nobody looked except that is for peeping Tom who peeped out through a hole in the shutters as she rode past <laughs> <laughs> An idiot. alarmed by the noise Lord Leofric popped his head out of a window
3: what's <laughs>
2: happening good afternoon Lord Leofric good afternoon oh. I'm sure something can be done about it. Bring me a horse.
1: A horse was brought, and Lord Leofric leapt from his fourth-story window straight into the saddle. <laughs> then away he rode after Constance. Madly he chased her through the streets of Coventry. Come back! you never to me! He never did catch her. But even today, the villagers of Coventry say that on a cold winter's night when the moon is full, you can still hear the sounds of that chase going on. Your last, I'm sorry I'll read it again, draws to a close once more. You heard the voices of Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bill The script was written by Graham Garden and Bellotti, the songs by Bilotti and played and arranged by Liam Cohen. We hope you spotted the two jokes, and here are two more surprise guest jokes. David Hatch and Peter Titheridge, the producers. Sorry, three surprise jokes. Enter now one and a half, John Otto Cleese to say <laughs> Radio
2: 740, CBC Toronto.